The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Madeline Sklar, who has spoken at Social Media Marketing World four consecutive years, right on the trot. And also, she's the Huffington Post actually named her as one of 50 women entrepreneurs to follow. And she was listed as number 21 in the Brand24 top list of top 100 digital marketers. And of course, you probably know her as the hostess with the mostest over on the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. Which stands to reason. We're going to be talking about Twitter to grow an audience, use it to build your list where you'll be able to then talk to them in more than 280 characters at a time and also use email to sell some stuff to them as well. But listen, when this podcast episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone worrying about how this applies to you and how you can do this in your business for your crowd. So come and hang out in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community and it is wicked good. There's over 1,500 people in there every single day talking all about email marketing and uh, we'd love to answer your questions and there's loads of training and resources there as well. Just go to Facebook, do it, and search for The Email Marketing Show, do it, and then click the join button, do it. Ah, you were very subtle there, Rob. There you go. People often call him Ron in written communication. Thank you to autocorrect. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he always checks in advance to make sure his hotel room will have a bath in it. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Can I just confirm that I want the bath in the bathroom of the hotel room, not in the main hotel room? Although I have been into that kind of hotel. I put the bathtubs in the in the bedroom. Only in America, I've found it's very weird. You go in, you go. That'd be weird. Who knows somebody who owns some hotels that's got baths in the hotel room? It's just a little bit weird when I'm sharing a room with me mate Adam and we've been on the road for a few weeks and we're like, I can really do with a bath, mate. Can you close your eyes for a bit? We are here every single week helping course creators, coaches, and membership site owners to understand everything that you need to be the email marketing hero of your own business using psychology-driven email marketing. This week's episode is sponsored by Responsuite.com. That's us. The survey, quiz, and application form tool that integrates directly with your marketing systems to make you more sales, segment your email subscribers, and everything else as well. If you want to take it for a test drive, you can have 14 days for just a dollar. Just head over to responsesuite.com. You can get started straight away. Okay, Rob, we are obviously joined by the incredible Madeline Sklar. Please all rise for Twitter royalty in the house. But before we bring her in, Rob, one of these three statements is true. Two of them are dirty rotten lies. Are you ready? No peeking at Madeline's face because she will give it away. Okay, which one of these is true? Does she collect Russian dolls? Does she have 35 tattoos or does she make hand-dyed stockings? So I know that she has a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a sleeve counts as one tattoo or loads of tattoos. I'm not clued up about tattoos. Um, so, but, but that feels like that's an obvious thing that you would put in. But is it a double bluff? And she's happened to tell you there's 35 exactly. And therefore you put that in thinking that I'm going to think it's a bluff and it's actually a double bluff. So for that in, though, that in mind, I'm going to say, oh, um, I'm going to say that she has, sorry, she has 35 tattoos. 
Madeline, what's true? I've got 35 tattoos. She's got 35 tattoos. I think that's only the third time on the show Rob's ever got it right. In over a year. Well done. Well done. Like you need like a high pitched sort of noise to like sing- signal correct, you know, like a, a new sound effect on the roadcaster. That's what we need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Madeline, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I love everything you do and uh, excited to talk Twitter. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so, question go. number one What was your first tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, actually, like a small heart. When okay. I was a when, yeah, long time ago. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I've I've not got any tattoos, so I think you're getting my share. You're getting my ink. It's all going to, to Madeline. That's where it's going. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, Twitter. I mean, why on earth um, did you have you gone and really focused in of all the platforms of of the clubhouse of the whatever is fashionable or being made up this week? Why is Twitter the one that you think is so powerful? Well, when I first got on Twitter in 2008, what I loved about it was the brevity of it, you know, 140 characters back then. And I like that it was short to the point. It's not a lot of fluff like other social media platforms. And even when they upped it to 280 characters, still, that still allows you to be short to the point, concise, and really get your point across. And it's just something I gravitated to. Plus, you have the ability to connect with people you most likely will not be able to on Facebook or maybe Instagram. Like, for instance, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk's like a really big deal in, in digital marketing, social media marketing. He has all these businesses. I've been able to chat with him on Twitter. Like, that would not happen on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, wow. you, you really can get connected. I've, I've tweeted with rock stars, with big uh, VPs and companies. Like, it's just a great place to connect with people that I feel like you would not be able to connect with them anywhere else. And also, it'll be kind of people, it'd be weird if you just walked up to in the street and started chatting with them there. Absolutely. (laughs) And then it's just such a variety of people. I mean, I, I meet so many amazing people. It's not just about big names. There's just everyday people that I would know all around the world that I would never meet. I mean, I met you guys through Twitter. I don't think I would have met you otherwise. Right. Right. I think power in that. I think the platform is unique in that sense. Like it's the only one where you could directly reach out to a famous person or, you know, a well-known person and have them reply personally, as opposed to messaging their Facebook page or their Instagram profile. Instagram, it's very likely to just be ignored. Facebook, you're very likely to get a reply from somebody else who works for them or in their team or whatever. So I think that that's unique. I don't think there is any other platform where that's likely to be the case. Maybe LinkedIn, but then past a certain level, even then, not then. So that that is incredibly powerful. One of the things that I sort of is interesting about Twitter is that, would you say it's the place where people really build a personal brand stronger than a business brand? So like we are Robin Kennedy on there as opposed to anything else. How does that work? Yeah, you can definitely build a a very large personal brand on Twitter. So it's a level playing field. So it allows you to be able to uh, connect with people and, and showcase yourself, who you are, what you do with everyone else on there. So everybody's kind of the same when they're starting out. Listen, we all start at zero when we're on Twitter and any other social network. So it's what you do from there to build it up that's really important. What I really love about Twitter as well is it's the fastest moving, which means the deepest connections can be made fastest because it's a fast moving platform. It's not like Facebook, you put a thing up and then at some point in the next three weeks, someone will see your post and they'll get involved in the conversation and the comments on Twitter. It's there, the reply, you reply, you reply, you reply. It's the closest thing to SMS text messaging, but with 
otherwise unreachable people, which is really awesome. So we get people on Twitter, and that's lovely. And But then what we really want to do is move them from Twitter to our email platform because there's a place for being discovered and starting relationships like on on Twitter and then we want to move them over to to our email so we can do some deeper nurturing nurturing so what are some what are some of the strategies that we can be using and I definitely want to know some of the mistakes that people make when they're trying to shift people across as well but how do we even begin thinking about shifting people from Twitter to our email list Well, great question. First and foremost, you got to get people to know, like, and trust you. Nobody's going to pay attention to you and do anything that you say like, hey, come join my email list. Here's a lead magnet. Here's something great. They're not going to care if they don't get to know you first. They like you. They see you're likable and trust that you're not going to spam them, right? So you've got to work on relationship building first. And, you know, we all know the power of Twitter chats as an amazing way to do that, right? Just by spending some time connecting with people, getting to know them and sharing your expertise. And next thing you know, they're following you and they see, hey, this person has a, P- a free PDF I could sign up for. And, and, and then, you know, now you're getting them into your email list and starting that funnel. Um, so it's really important to spend time nurturing community on Twitter. You got to be, you got, you can't just post, you can't make it a one-way street. Too many people, too many brands, too many of everyone is out there just me, me, me. Let me just post my stuff and not do anything else. You have to be on there and listen and jump into conversations and talk to people. It's incredibly important. Okay, let's talk about jumping into conversations. And then I think we'll also um, go along the idea of uh, and talk about Twitter chats and what that really means and how, how we can take advantage of them later. But um, how do you, like, someone's having a conversation, you can see there's a bit of crack going on between some people. How do you jump in there without being that sort of dickhead at the party who just, like, nobody likes because they just ran in and went, right then, tell us what's going on. We don't want to be that drunken buffoon. How do we... How do we not be that person yet still insert ourselves within conversations? Well, you can go in and ask a question, you know, just kind of slowly immerse Mm. yourself into it and not just be like, hey, here I am, come hang out with me. It's like, you know, or add value to whatever the conversation is. I mean, if you can go in and add value that's really the best thing you can do. But before you do that, first do a quick audit of your Twitter account. Make sure your bio is good. Make sure you have a great photo, a headshot, something so that, because what happens is once you like start jumping in and doing this regularly, the first thing someone's going to do is go look at your profile. They're going to be, well, who is this Madeline Sklar? What is she talking about? Why should I check her out? Why should I follow her? So you really need to have a great profile. So it's really best to spend a little time on that first. Just do a quick audit, make sure everything looks good. Make sure you got your .com, if you've got a lead magnet, get like a bit.ly link and put that in your bio. You know, hey, here's my my free whatever, XYZ, and then the link. There's this misconception that you can't put multiple links in, in your Twitter bio, and you can. You don't want to clutter it up with too many links, but you definitely want your .com in the space for the .com, but in your bio, it's actually a great strategy to put a small short link to your lead magnet. Mm. Is that somewhere, have you, have you investigated using something like Linktree or one of the other plethora of programs for doing that? Or do you just like put a couple of links that go directly to that resource then? You know, it really depends on what you're doing. If you've got a lot of resources, I think Linktree is great for that. 
and uh, it's definitely something that can be worth doing. Um, I personally just prefer doing a bit.ly link when I have some kind of special lead magnet, and I've even gone a step above that. I have a custom bit.ly link uh, that you can do. Mine is, since my last name is Sklar, is Sklarly, so Sklar.ly, and it can be slash whatever I want it to be, which is super cool. I learned about it years ago when Jay Bear was on my Twitter Smarter Podcast, and he was talking about custom Bitly links, which is something nobody talks about. Everybody knows about Bitly to get shortened links, but nobody talks about, hey, you can go purchase, um, you know, something.ly. Uh, and, and Jay Bear was like, you should get your last name. You should be like Scholarly. That would be so cool. So I ended up doing it and it's been really unique. So I use that quite a bit. I flip and love that. I love this that. This is Rob, Rob Lee and Canada Lily. Canada Lily. <laughs> I think that, I think that'll be longer than our actual URL, to be honest. But uh, we could definitely we've definitely thought about that. So I love that. So so we can go into these conversations that we see are happening. I suppose the first thing to do is 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 we inject ourselves in there, give some kind of value that might be saying, oh obviously not disagreeing with people and being offensive and stuff like that, but we want to be in there going, I've done it this way, add to the conversation, don't take away from it. Really important, just standard, be nice uh, stuff. Uh, people check out your profile, that's really great. Okay, um, a great way of getting people from your Twitter profile, now that they're on your profile, over to your lead magnet is bit.ly links, shortened links to your lead magnets, great stuff. Now, you mentioned this wonderful thing that until about a year and a half ago, I had never heard of a Twitter chat or a tweet chat or a tweet hour. I mean, there's many names for these things. In case anybody's thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Don't just give us the sort of synopsis of what one of these things is. Absolutely. So Twitter chat is a great way on Twitter to bring like-minded people together. So for instance, I host the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. So every Thursday afternoon at one o'clock Eastern, whole bunch of us just converge on the Twitter for one hour. It revolves around the hashtag. You just got to make sure you pull up that hashtag and you'll see all the tweets around the hashtag. And it just connects you with really cool people. And there's so many Twitter chats out there. There's so many different topics and interests. So, uh, I have found it to be hands down the best way to connect with people on Twitter. It's great for relationship building. I've met so many amazing people from this. I've met you guys from there. Uh, so yeah, Twitter chats is definitely the way to go. I recommend finding some that look interesting, check them out and become a regular on some of these and try to commit a few hours each week. They're typically one hour a week, each week is a typical Twitter chat. Yeah, and most of them are like a weekly event. They're like, yes. I know that every Thursday there's the Twitter Smarter one. Um, I know that we have our, our own, which is email hour, hashtag email hour. So every every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. UK time for us, I'm on there throwing questions at people, and they're really good. So if, if somebody wants to participate in this, in one, in one of these Twitter hours or email, um, in, in one of these Twitter chats, what's the best way they can leverage that to build their email list without being the obnoxious person in the room saying, hey, buy from me. How can we participate in those things with and still be cool, yet still be effective? Such a great question. So back to your Twitter profile, 
be absolutely sure you've got some kind of lead magnet available. Make it really easy for people when they go to your profile to see it. Another strategy is to have a pinned tweet. And a pinned tweet is a great feature on Twitter where you can take any tweet you have out there and in the settings, you can click to pin it so it stays at the top. So when someone comes to your profile and they, they're looking at your bio, they're looking at your lovely picture, the very first tweet is going to be that pinned tweet. It doesn't have to be your most recent. So make sure that tweet is something that can't they can easily sign up for your lead magnet and get them into your funnel. So when you're on a Twitter chat and and you're conversing with people and they go look at your profile, they'll easily see all that information. But what you want to do on the Twitter chat is you want to get on there and provide value. You don't want to get on there and say, hey, come sign up for my free thing. You want to get on there and just answer the questions that are being discussed with your take on it, show that you have expertise and then engage with the guests, engage with the host of the chat. Um, Just show who you are and what you do. I've met so many amazing people that come to my Twitter chat each week that are super smart and understand Twitter marketing that I've turned around and had them as a guest on my chat just because they come in and provide value. They're not I'm in there to sell. They're not in there to show off. They're just there to, sh- to show value. So that is like the smartest thing you could do. I love this. How do we go about, obviously, hopefully the people who are hosting these Twitter chats, hopefully they're doing a good job of marketing it. And one day they'll put them in front of you somehow. But like if, uh, from a selfish point of view, we want to start attending them as fast as possible. How do we start to find the ones that are in our niche and therefore are relevant? Oh, that's a good one, Rob. I get asked that all the time. Now, you can just go do some Google searching to to try to find some chats. There are a few like these big directories that you can go and just Google Twitter chats and you'll find them. Um, They're not always up to date. It's more like this repository of like thousands of chats. So you could go through it and try to find some that way. Um, But just know that, you know, if it says this chat is every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern, Go check first and be sure. It might it might have changed. Twitter chats are always changing. They come and go, you know, so check that. Now, what I did several years back is I took it upon myself to start a list of what I call the best marketing and social media Twitter chats. And it's on my website. The The link is madelinesclar.com slash chat list. And I keep it up to date. Um, and it's not perfect. So, I mean, you might go on there and go, oh, well, I just checked this one out and it's not at this day and time anymore. Well, you know, I try to stay on top of it as best I can. I actually do go through them all um, every, every few months. And I actually just did that recently just to check to see. I was surprised how many had stopped. Um, but that's, you know, trying to find some lists like that can be helpful. Also, what I found is that once you find a Twitter chat, many times it'll lead you to other Twitter chats. You start going down some rabbit holes uh, because people that are are participating in Twitter chats typically participate in more than one and you'll hear about them on other chats. I sort of like it. It feels like it's almost, it also almost has all the benefits of a Facebook group, but like you just pop up, you do it for an hour and then disappear and there's no more. Exactly. Exactly. You're not bombarded with the notifications every day. Exactly. So great point. Yeah, I really it's like really, it. it's what's great. really what's really beautiful about them as well. I don't know if you know this, Rob, is Twitter chats were actually user generated. They weren't invented by Twitter. It was a thing that the that users of Twitter thought, how can we create like a group environment feel to it? And it was one of those things that this is one of the things that got spawned <laughs> out of it. I feel like the big bosses at Twitter must have must have sat back and thought, people are doing what? That's excellent. Let them continue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One of the reasons we started our Twitter chat on a Thursday was because we wanted to be seen as the leaders in, in thought leaders in the area of email marketing. So we thought, well, let's start this one up. But it turns out there wasn't actually an active email 
Twitter chat. So some people might be thinking, okay, well, what if I want to start my own? How do you actually start one? I mean, obviously there's a big expense and you have to apply and- Buy the hashtag. Buy the, how do you do it? The beauty is there's none of that. You, you, nobody can own a hashtag. Um, anyone can start a Twitter chat about anything at any time. So let's say there's like 10 different Twitter chats about email marketing. That's okay because what is your take on it? What, what can you do to set yourself apart? I would go look at all the others, go participate in the others, get to know the players and what can you do that's different? But you're doing something unique like I'm doing. I, I, I love Twitter. I like teaching Twitter. I was already teaching Twitter for years before I started the Twitter Smarter Chat. So it was just for me a natural progression to start a chat about it. There were no other chats about it. And okay, that's all right. I don't mind being the one to start it. But what's so surprising after five and a half years of running this chat, no one's ever put together a Twitter chat about Twitter other than me. It's like, I don't understand that. Um, and I've actually, and this is a, a not a well-known fact, so you'll get, you guys will love this. Um, I've been hosting Twitter chats every Thursday. I don't know why Thursday is the day I do them. Every Thursday for, um, we're coming up on 10 years. Later this year, it'll be 10 what? years. Um, yeah, I've been hosting, because I've hosted other chats. Um, I, I used to be in the music business, and so I started like a music business Twitter chat in 2011, and Nobody was doing it. I was like, why is that? But they were a little bit newer back then, but not too new. And then over the years, I'd watch people kind of try, like, oh, let's try this too. Madeline's doing it and she's successful. Let's try it too. But people want instant results, right? You go start a chat. You're like, well, I want to see all these people. It doesn't always work that way. You've got to be consistent. You get like, you got to commit to it. Give it some time. And people are too quick to start something like that, but then not really see it through. You know, they give up after a month or so. So I think the best thing to do and my best advice is, you know, definitely start a chat if that's something you want to go into, but go search hashtags and find a hashtag that no one else is using. When I first started this whole hashtag journey uh, with Twitter Smarter, it was actually two years before I started Twitter Smarter Chat. And I just wanted a hashtag that I could brand. And my very first one before Twitter Smarter was, it was Twitter Rockstar. Cause I thought it was kind of cool. I wanted to kind of like, you would know what it is by hearing it. It's like, you're a Twitter Rockstar. So I came up with that. It was being used not super regularly, but from time to time people were using it. And as I started using it, I just, it just seemed, it was a little too much. Like, like I felt like I was competing with other conversations. So I kind of went back to the drawing board, did some more research, came up with Twitter smarter. No one was using it. I'm like, okay, that's what I want. I want something that absolutely no one has thought to use and just make it my own. So if somebody's using Twitter smarter, it has nothing to do with the Twitter chat or any of the Twitter stuff I do. Then somebody's just writing on the coattails. And that happens. You know, if, you're, if your hashtag is popular, people like to jump on it to get attention for themselves. But I, I think Twitter chats is one of the best things you could do. It's not time consuming. If there's any cost involved, it would just be your time and maybe hire someone to do some graphics for you if you can't do it yourself. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's really a worthwhile investment of your time because you get seen as the leader in the industry for whatever topic you decide to talk about. Um, as I said, I used to be in the music business. So in 2015, I did this major pivot. I was already known for social media marketing in the, in the music business world, but I wanted to get more widely known. I wanted to be like 
the Mark Schaefer's and the Kim Garth's and the Mari Smith's in, in social media marketing. And I knew the Twitter chat and a podcast would get me there. And that's exactly what happened. I love, I love it. it. Love it's it. one of those things. It feels like Twitter, especially with a Twitter chat, but Twitter generally, along with, uh, in the same way that we use our podcast. So we're originally, when we started a podcast, we thought we'll start a podcast, we'll build an audience, we'll move them onto our email list, and then they'll be done with the podcast because we've got them on our list. But actually it feels like uh, we, we since realized that of course, uh, you know, many people listening to this have been subscribers for a long time and they, they now use those things. It, it deepens the relationship ongoing. And it feels like Twitter does the same thing. I can see that with our Twitter chat, uh, that that's deep it's constantly deepening our relationship with the people even once they've gone to our list and that's really powerful I love it I love it so um, let's just summarize I think so a bunch of ways of building your email list by leveraging the amazing power of Twitter the first is make sure that you've got an awesome link to a lead magnet in your profile either in the actual bio bit or as, as your URL whichever tickles you fancy the second one is the the pinned post. That's a really a pinned tweet that works really, really well. Um, and is there anything else? What about like tweeting content, like actual the, the timeline content? How do we? Is I mean, is it okay to go? Hey, g- come and get my lead magnet. Like, how does that work out? Uh, what I would do is showcase your expertise. You know, do more tweeting about your knowledge. Take information that you put in your newsletter, like just showcase your expertise and then throw in some some little tweets from time to time, not overkill of, hey, by the way, if you like what I'm talking about, I have a newsletter where I share even more and it's free. You know, and, and just you just don't want to overdo that because too many times you, you see these Twitter feeds where they're just trying to push too much on you. And it's a turnoff to most people. So what's more important is to showcase your expertise, showcase that you know your stuff. And then when you do, you know, it's just like that Gary Vaynerchuk book that came out years ago that that was um, jab, 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 right hook. So it's all about, you know, share, 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 share your stuff. And then that one time you you go for the ask, you know, but don't always be asking. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it. So cool. Right, let's get into the next section of the show, which is this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Okay, tell us about your subject line of the week, Madeline. Well, okay, so, you know, I've been doing... Many of your listeners will be surprised to hear this. Another thing that everybody knows. I've been doing digital marketing for 25 years. Isn't that just... It blows my, I feel so old. Um, So I've been doing it a long time. And of course, email marketing has been around for a really long time. And I've had my ups and downs with it. I love email marketing. I know the power of it. Uh, I preach it more than I do it myself, which is bad, I know. Um, But I have kind of restructured my um, strategy now and have some great help. So that's not just me. And we've actually relaunched my newsletter. It's gone through so many different iterations. And uh, Uh, the last few years, it was really just focusing on Twitter marketing because that's how people know me. But I'm kind of going back to my roots of just being more known for social media marketing. So it's just a more well-rounded social media marketing newsletter. And when I relaunched it recently, my subject line really worked well. It says, drum roll, please, dot, 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 and a little drum emoji, my newsletter returns. And wow, I mean, the number of opens I got, the response I got, people were so excited, like, she's back, yay. And, and they really appreciate that I'm not just doing Twitter only, that, that they're, because not everybody's interested in Twitter only. They want to know 
all kinds of social media marketing mm. tips, tools, resources. So yeah, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, that's awesome. That's week. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Madeline, this has been amazing. For people who want to find out more about you and follow everything that you're doing and get your newsletter, tell us, uh, how do we find you? Where do we go? Absolutely. Uh, best place is my website, madelinesklar.com. And of course, Twitter, because that is my favorite platform. You could always send me a tweet, send me a DM. I love to, to hear what you thought of this episode. So at Madeline Sklar. Um, so yeah, I'd love to connect and, and continue this conversation. Awesome stuff. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We've been so excited for this episode, we really have. Um, if you're thinking right now, okay, this is great, but my business is different. How do I make Twitter work for my business to grow my email list, to make all this email marketing stuff work for my business? Don't worry, we're not going to leave you high and dry with that question. That's the very reason we set up our free community. So come and join us over on Facebook by going and just search Facebook for The Email Marketing Show Community and come and join us in there. Of course, you're Welcome to join us every single Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. UK time for the hashtag email hour uh, Twitter chat, which I think you'll absolutely love as well. A different topic about email marketing every single week. That's it for this week. Madeline, thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>